live pretty stressful lives these days. Everyone's always so busy. Work's busy or you're busy with the kids and we never seem to get time to catch up with our friends as much as we like. Sometimes it can all really get on top of you. I'd like to know what it is that you do to wind down when you're really snowed under at work or the kids are driving you bats or everything just feels like it's piling up and you start to get that I'm not coping feeling. David Mickey is a businessman in the field of finance and mining. He's also the author of several bestsellers about the path to inner calm. His books, which include Hurry Up and Meditate and Enlightenment to Go, promises a practical, quick and easy guide to enlightenment. I didn't know there was any such thing, but it's, a, it's lovely to welcome David to the program. How are you? Hi, Gillian. Thank you very much for having me on. Seems like a bit of a contradiction in terms, enlightenment to go and hurry up and meditate. Tell us about that. Well, yes, that's, that's of course, very deliberate. Um, what I'm trying to get across in those titles, really, is the fact that uh, many people think of meditation and Buddhism as being kind of mystical, magical things that you need to go to the Himalayas and, and sit in a cave or something to benefit from. And what I really wanted to try and convey in a, in a kind of amusing way in the titles is that we can all really benefit from these technic- techniques. Just ordinary, busy Western people can really benefit a lot from uh, from both meditation and various Buddhist practices. And it's, I guess that's part of the problem, isn't it? We make every, can make everything so difficult, I- including relaxing. Mm. And so h- how, do you, how do you advise people to... to- Built through that. Well, as you as you imply, it's just amazing the uh, kind of um, layers that are put on these things, which are actually very very simple techniques. But I really truly believe that everybody would benefit so much from just having ten minutes of meditation every morning or building it into their schedule every day. I mean, I can speak from experience in that. Um, I was very very stressed out working for a PR agency in London, and um, so much so, in fact, I was breaking out in, in rashes. Uh, and I went to see somebody who said, you know, your whole system, body and mind is totally stressed out. And the best thing that you can do is sit down every morning and meditate. And I thought, you know, I'm a bit sceptical about all this complimentary healthcare stuff, but I'll give it a go. And so I did. I thought I'll give myself one month and I'll just meditate, you know, very, very kind of disciplined way every day for 10 minutes. And I just found uh, the effect was just quite amazing in a very subtle way, but very noticeable. Actually, when I noticed it, it was three weeks after I started and I found I was really getting stressed out because um, I had missed meditating for a few days and I sort of put two and two together. But without any question, uh, meditation is, uh, I mean, there are so many scientific studies which are quoted in my book, Hurry Up and Meditate, um, that show there are profound physical and psychological benefits, even from very small doses of meditation. Tell us about about stress. It's a It's a costly... A costly phenomenon, I mm. suppose, isn't it? I mean, mm. not just stress physically. is basically created um, because we have basically Stone Age uh, physiological systems, and uh, just as uh, you know, when people used to react to say a saber-toothed tiger, uh, the whole uh, body would be flooded with adrenaline, fight or flight syndrome, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. These days, we tend to have the same response, but on a much lower level. But it's constant, unlike the encounter with the tribe from across the valley or the saber-toothed tiger. We're not we're not sort of building up for one particular event, which is then resolved, and we go back to our normal state of relaxation. In in the West, we tend to be constantly stressed out, and this is very bad for our bodies and for our minds. I mean, it was likened in a very good article I read recently to living permanently in a bomb shelter. You know, it's it's okay to go to a bomb shelter when you're being bombed, but to live in a bomb shelter, you know, normal society breaks down, and it's like that with our with us ourselves. What we really need to do is spend time replenishing. Uh, allowing our bodies to regenerate. And meditation is really good for that because uh, it's a unique state where our minds are very, very focused, but our bodies are very relaxed. 
And so having this um, opportunity to meditate, if you like, fairly regularly um, is one of the few ways that our bodies can bounce back from the endemic stress that we confront on a daily basis. A lot of it is at, is at work. Is it something that you can you can do when you're that yeah. focused? Well, it's a bit like going to the gym, you know, Gillian. You don't have to uh, be going to the gym in order to be you know, 23 hours a day. If you go one hour a day to the gym, the benefits last for, for the whole day. And, and, you know, and it's the same with meditation. You only need to meditate... A, a small amount regularly to get profound benefits which last throughout the day. It's not for the short period of time that you're actually meditating. It does actually affect your whole state of being uh, long after you've stopped, even you, you're taking your bottom off the meditation cushion. And a lot of people, I think, find it very difficult to switch off. So how do you do it? I right. Think, I, think, I think everybody does. Um, there are very specific tools uh, they're called mindfulness and awareness, which we can use how to uh, we can learn how to use, and these are all quite well documented. But certainly, um, to, it's a matter of practice. It's a bit like um, any skill-based learning. It's like playing the go- playing golf, learning to play the piano, uh, uh, any of these things. It's really a question of um, application and effort over a long period of time. There's no magic bullet. There's no kind of despite the advertisements you occasionally occasionally see for. You know, you can meditate deeper than a Zen monk just by listening to a CD. You know, I've bought that CD. I've listened to it. <laughs> I know what it's about. But the reality is, like anything, there's no shortcut. You have to actually uh, uh, just keep on doing it little by little. And the the, the f- fantastic thing is, is, is that even when you don't feel you're having a particularly rewarding meditation session, uh, the research proves that um, the benefits to your body and mind are actually quite profound. So we, we are still doing ourselves a big favor just by taking 10 minutes out, for example, every day just to just to basically um, allow our bodies to and our minds to recover from the stress that we put them under the whole time. How do we how do we do that when we've got, you know, kids shrieking around the place or colleagues saying, mm. have you done that yet? I think it's really up to everybody to, to try and make the time. I personally decided that the only time I had in my schedule was going to be at the beginning of the day. So I just decided that I was going to set my alarm clock for 10 minutes earlier. And so that's what I did. And, and then what do you do when you so we we all we've found our ten minutes and we're all set up? What's okay. the process? The key thing really is to adopt a meditation uh, posture. Which the main thing is to have a nice straight back, and then you sit whether you're sitting on a chair or cross-legged. It's up to you. And your hands are normally folded in front of you, and the you know classic meditation posture. And then it's up to you really where you go after that. There are so many different meditation techniques, but perhaps the best one that's very accessible to most people is simply breath counting. When you with, ex, with every exhalation, you simply count your breath from one to four initially, because you'll be surprised how easily you freaking you lose count if you try to count to ten. Uh, I would just say one to four, and and all you do is you focus all your attention on the sensation of the breath coming into your nostrils, and then as you exhale again. You don't follow the breath into your body. You don't fo- follow it any other aspect. Just focus on that one thing. And it's um, the, the effects of that apparently very, very simple technique are actually quite profound. Uh, it's also impo- important really to start and end the meditation session, just reminding yourself what you're trying to achieve, a kind of affirmation, if you like, just saying, look, I'm trying to become more relaxed and efficient and happier in everything that I do for my own sake as well as for others. Something like that, a very basic affirmation. Um, and that really um, helps uh, set things up. Because when you meditate, it's almost like scooping a, a glass of storm water um, up. You know, when you hold that glass up, having just scooped, it's all murky and swirling and there's a lot of sediment. If you allow that glass to, to rest for 10 minutes, the sediment goes to the bottom and you, you can see right through it. And so it's much the same with meditation. If you allow your mind just to calm for 10 minutes, it's surprising how, how much clarity 
and how much focus is, is actually achieved. In fact, there are many researchers of meditation that think that every company should have a company meditation room and all employees should be like frog march there every morning to meditate. Now relax. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or else. Exactly. Because the thing is, is, it's just so good for productivity, for focus, for concentration. You know, it's good for all these. And also when we're relaxed, we know we tend to get um, angry far less easily. We're more calm. You know? And we all need a lot of that. Let's face it, in most workplaces, a lot of people around who we don't exactly see eye to eye with. So it's, it would be very, very useful if everybody was just a little bit more relaxed and, um, and calmed down. Better than a power nap. Well, I'm not sure about that. I think they both go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to David Mickey on Afternoons, he's the author of Hurry Up and Meditate and Enlightenment to Go. And as we just have a few minutes, I thought that um, you might be able to give us a few tips on how to achieve enlightenment where we don't have to, you know, don the loincloth, cloth, um, climb up the mountain and eat prunes for a few months. Right, enlightenment in a few minutes. Yes. Gosh, well, that's a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> How about the first step? Okay. I think the first step really is to become more mindful of what's going through our minds at any one time. This is why meditation is so useful. You know the old management adage, you can't manage what you don't monitor. Um, if we don't know what's going on in our mind already, how can we possibly start to change it? Um, and like if you wanted to lose weight, you'd start to keep an account of how much you eat and how much you exercise, for example. It's much the same with our mind. If we want to try and um, get a better understanding of what's going on in our mind, we need to be aware of what's happening already. So when we start to meditate, we become more mindful. Once we're more mindful, we're in a better position to say, ah, I notice these negative thoughts keep occurring about such and such or this situation or that person. Um, these are not very helpful. Um, maybe I should replace them with more positive uh, happiness-creating thoughts. Um, and so that is really the start of the whole enlightenment journey is becoming more aware of what's going on in our mind and replacing negative self-talk with much more positive reframing of our, of our experience of reality. And you've got, um, having, having flicked through, there's all sorts of things that you, you talk about on the path to, um, to enlightenment, the uh, perfection of generosity and the perfection of patience and uh, a practical approach to ethics. But if, you, if you just had to take one of those, what, what to you would be the most enlightened, enlightened thing? Well, um, Buddha actually taught uh, six perfections, and he started with the first one was generosity. So I would start with the first one, which is the practice of generosity. And that is um, really uh, understanding, if you like, that all beings are much the same as me in two very important respects. Um, they all want to be happy, and they all want to avoid any form of dissatisfaction. Um, and anything that I can do to try and, um, if you like, embrace other beings and and stop thinking about myself the whole time is a useful thing to do. Because if you ever think back in your own life, and I can speak personally, when, I'm, when I've been at my most depressed, um, the person that I was thinking about at that time was me. And, and, and likewise, when we tend to think about things where we're at our happiest, uh, we, we realize that we're actually, usually, we're focused on somebody else and their well-being. And so trying to embrace others, uh, uh, other beings, not only our friends and family, but you know, more broader, if you like, uh, this is one of the most important teachings of the Buddha. And generosity isn't only material. It's also in, in wanting to give other beings happiness, which is the Buddhist definition of love. Um, it's also in protecting their lives, which is instead of killing the cockroach, put in a matchbox and take it outside. And it's also in, in helping others give them the, give them the tools to, uh, to achieve uh, great, greater inner calm and happiness. 
So we're going to practice generosity and be enlightened and we're going to focus on our breaths and be relaxed. Thank you so much for talking to us today, David. That's uh, David Mickey. He's the author of Enlightenment to Go, the classic Buddhist path of compassion and transformation and hurry up and meditate your starter kit for inner peace and better health. I hope you've got off to a good start on afternoons.